Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. I am fortunate to have one of the bales out in our community garden. However, it's been unfortunate that I haven't been able to get out to care for my bale as much as I would like. And I jokingly call my bales my neglect garden. When I've gotten out to my bale, my primary focus is trying to control the squash. It sent stalks out over my entire garden and I found myself ripping tiny tendrils off my tomato plants, moving vines off my herbs, and all around, just trying to make sure my other plants can grow with this huge, wild squash growing around it. Thankfully, there's only one actual weed snaking around my bales, and that's Creeping Charlie. Although apparently, even though it's a weed, The Creeping Charlie is full of vitamin C and can be made into tea or added to a salad. The weeds in our gospel are probably Darnell, a ryegrass that looks exactly like wheat. The differences between the wheat and the Darnell wouldn't really be evident until harvest time when the wheat droops, but the Darnell stands upright. But Darnell can pose a bigger threat. Eating its seeds can make people sick. One site I looked at said that too much could even kill a person. And if the Darnell itself doesn't get you, it has a habit of carrying a toxic fungus. So it really isn't something you want mixed up in the wheat that you're going to harvest and consume. And Darnell has been causing problems for years. There's references to it in classical Greek writing and in Shakespeare plays. So naturally, the slaves in our parable go to their master right away when they see the weeds and ask to get rid of them. The slaves are ready to handle it themselves and rip all the weeds out of the field. The weeds are bad, and it's the laborer's job to get rid of the bad stuff, right? If they don't get rid of the bad, who will? We love to see the bad guy get what's coming to them. I invite you to think of your favorite movie, or TV show, or even book. Who is the villain? And do they get defeated in the end? Many, many of our favorite stories have a clear hero, a clear villain, and the hero makes difficult and amazing decisions, maybe going against the wishes of someone in power to defeat the villain. When I think of the villains from my childhood movies, I think of Shan Yu, the imposing leader of the Huns from Mulan, There's Hexus, personified pollution in Ferngully, and Lena Lamont, the actress with a terrible voice in Singing in the Rain. Almost every single one of my favorite movies has a clear antagonist. You have Hans Gruber, you have Ursula the Sea Witch, or even the Grinch 
and how the Grinch stole Christmas. They all get defeated in the end, or in the case of the Grinch, transformed into a good character. Even stories without obvious or clear bad guys usually are stories about how not to act like a bad person. Moana is about finding your way and trusting and forgiving others. And I was apparently on a Christmas movie kick when I wrote this. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is about how you shouldn't be mean to someone just because they're different. We also feel disappointed when the villains win. A scene from another one of my favorite movies illustrates that. A good bit into The Princess Bride, the grandfather reads a part of the story that makes it sound like the terrible, evil Prince Humperdinck has won. And the grandson stops the story to yell, who kills Prince Humperdinck? At the end, somebody's got to do it. Is it Inigo? Who? To which the grandfather replies, nobody. Nobody kills him. He lives. You mean he wins? Jesus, Grandpa, what did you read me this thing for? Because we love to see the heroes win and all the bad get defeated. But that's not quite the story in the parable Jesus tells today. The parable does not follow our expected trajectory as the householder does not allow the slaves to pick all the weeds. Because if they did that, they would rip up the wheat as well and do more harm than good. The wheat grows up alongside the weeds, and the judgment is handled by the reapers, not the laborers in the field. There's no Batman vigilante justice here, no taking things into your own hands. You leave the judgment for the reapers. You have to wait. And I don't know about you, but I hate waiting. And it can get more and more frustrating to wait for the reapers when the world seems like it's spinning out of control. People in power are making bad choices or no choices at all. Mass acts of violence seem to be happening weekly, if not daily. Sometimes it might seem like all we hear about are the weeds and the results of their actions. I'd imagine it was most frustrating to the slaves in the parable because working in the field was their job. They're supposed to get rid of the bad in the field, right? Jesus explains the parable that the sower is the son of man, the field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom of God. All makes sense, I think. And the weeds are the children of the evil one, the one who sowed the bad seeds is the devil. Still makes sense, I think. And the reapers are the angels at the end of the age. Kind of spooky, but makes sense too. Jesus doesn't say who the slaves are in the parable. You might have picked up on this, but I think of the slaves as another way we can enter the story. But maybe sometimes we forget we're wheat growing in the garden. And instead, 
we think we're the workers in the garden instead. As children of God, Jesus says that we are wheat. But it's easy to get confused. The squash in my garden isn't a weed, even though sometimes it acts like one. Maybe the reason we have so many clear-cut heroes and villains in our story is because it's so hard to tell one from the other in real life. And while I'd like to think I'm a better person than Darth Vader or the Joker, there are times where I've definitely acted like a weed. Sometimes it's on purpose, deliberately acting out of frustration, or maybe wanting someone out of the way because it would make everything so much easier. Sometimes it's about relying on myself and what I can do instead of what God is giving to me. When was the last time you acted like a weed? Maybe instead of saying we are all saint and sinner, we can start saying we're all weeds and wheat. And even when I'm not acting like a weed, since I am not God, I don't have the awareness to really tell the difference between the weeds and the wheat. They look exactly the same until harvest. And unless I'm explicitly told, I don't know if someone's making a bad choice, even with the right rationale, or making a good choice with the wrong reasons at heart. Life is complicated. Ripping up the weeds causes more harm than good. If you don't know what's a weed, your field or garden can get pretty barren pretty fast. I remember as a child, I was very nervous to pull up weeds because I didn't want to destroy any of the good plants. And I'd imagine that many of us don't want to tear up the good plants. But this parable tells us that that's not our problem. We are not in charge of pulling the weeds in the kingdom of God. Instead of focusing on casting our judgment or picking out the weeds we see in the field, our energy should go to producing our own good fruit. God handles the judgment, and you can handle working on a good harvest. In the somewhat maligned Star Wars The Last Jedi, Rose Tico shares a line that I think ties into this pretty well. That's not how we're going to win. Or that, sorry, woo, wow, totally changed it. It's that's how we're going to win, not by fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love. Instead of focusing on removing the bad, your energy should go to building up the good in the world. One of our guiding statements around here at Prince of Peace is that all means all. And in this case, I think that means all people can and should have the opportunity to be the wheat and bear a harvest, even if they've been a weed in the past. That goes for you and me, too. I get to make choices to be wheat and not a weed, and so do you. And we know that God loves everyone. As hard as it is 
for you and me to share love with every single person. We know God does it. And so everyone has the gift of being wheat in God's field. There's a detail at the very beginning of this text. The first verse of this passage has Jesus saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in the field, but while everyone was asleep, the enemy came and sowed weeds. The kingdom is happening even as the weeds are sown. The kingdom is happening even when bad things are happening too. The goodness of God exists even when it seems like the evil in the world just keeps growing and growing. But God's love continues to grow as well. And you are called to help support and foster that growth. Instead of wanting to rip up the weeds in our own fields, you are called to leave the judgment to God and help all plants grow. I invite you to imagine how much of a good harvest we could make together if we all focused on care and love of our neighbor. And I want you to know that with God as the sower, that harvest is possible. Amen.